Good morning, Boker Tov, buenos dias, sabah alecher. This is Shanna Folds here from Tel Aviv with the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm here to give you the daily headlines so you can get caught up quickly. Today is Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. Let's get to the news. The Karim Shalom commercial border crossing at the Gaza Strip will be closed until further notice. This comes after a slew of balloons strapped with explosives have come across the border, igniting fires in Israel. About 400 dunams of land in the Be'eri Nature Reserve have been burned and mayors of Israeli cities near the border are calling on higher-ups to come up with a solution. A dunam, by the way, is about 900 square meters, and it's a term used in places where the Ottoman Empire, or the former Turkish Empire, used terrain. I found that fascinating. Local mayors say amid the pandemic, their communities should not have to suffer more from constant sirens going off, warning people to run to shelter to protect themselves from bombs. Human rights groups say the move is a form of collective punishment against Gazans and will harm the already impoverished and struggling population there. Fuel, humanitarian aid, and food will continue to be allowed into Gaza, The biggest issue is construction materials, which reports say make up nearly half of the items that come in and out. The other two commercial ports were closed by Israel in 2007 after Hamas took over the region, creating cause for Israel to fear the crossings would be used to bring weapons in and out of the enclave. Things are tense in the south as Gaza and Israel are struggling to agree on a ceasefire, And it's been like that for about a week. Social media celebrity and former TV news anchor Dima Sadek in Lebanon is picking up international attention for a video she released on Twitter asking Lebanon's Hezbollah head, Hassan Nasrallah, what Israel had done against us that's worse than you. She even went so far as to say she would bow down to him if he could provide her the right answer. Her comments got her interviews with international media outlets, including Italy's La Repubblica, where she was recorded saying it's not an exaggeration to say that Hezbollah is worse for Lebanon than Israel. My problem with Israel isn't political, but moral. I don't agree with its treatment of the Palestinians. She went on to accuse Nasrallah of lying about Hezbollah's responsibility for the atomic blast in the capital city that killed 220 people and left 7,000 injured and 300,000 homeless last week. Hezbollah controls everything in this country. They know exactly what was at the port, Sadek said. Sadek was pushed out of her anchor chair for expressing controversial political views that challenged Hezbollah. I checked out Sadek's page on Twitter, and she actually retweeted the Times of Israel article that translated her comments into English, and she replied with this caption. It says, When we criticize Nasrallah, it is an interior Lebanese debate. But one thing is obvious. We Lebanese will be united around the resistance against any Israeli attack. Israel is a cancer, and the Israeli apartheid system is a shame. She tagged the Times of Israel so they could see her comments on their article. 
I encourage you to go and read the whole Twitter thread. People wrote some really interesting comments, including an Arabic man from Israel who responded saying, My heart is with Lebanon and the Lebanese people during these difficult times. At the same time, Lebanese laws are the apartheid ones. As a Palestinian in Lebanon, I'm unable to receive equal education and jobs. In Israel, I'm 100% Israeli. So that was a really interesting take. Others commented asking her to take caution in order to preserve her life for speaking out. So I I just want to apologize for getting so deep into Twitter here. I, I looked up and according to my calculations, I should have already written my next story, but I just got really deep in that Twitter thread. It was hope it was interesting for you. In the United States, New Jersey's Democratic Senator Cory Booker and Ohio's Republican Senator Rob Portman are working on a bill that would demand the State Department publish a yearly report highlighting punishment and mistreatment of Arab citizens who go against their nation's anti-normalization laws. If you don't know what it is, normalization is a term Arabs use to call anyone who works with has respect for, or sympathizes with Israel in any way. That can extend to a phone call between a Palestinian and Israeli. I can tell you that the fear is real. That is why it's been so difficult for me to team up with a Palestinian journalist, even though I've tried. So this bill will have to go through a vote before it's passed. I'll keep you updated here. This next story comes just as the Sunset Series talk I hosted last night covered morality in the IDF. Our speaker, Dr. Tuvia Book, highlighted all the ways that the IDF operates morally, though the world doesn't recognize it. Those are his words. Today, news is out that the mother of an Israeli soldier who was killed during an operation in the West Bank is up in arms over a high court of justice decision to stop the military from demolishing the home of a Palestinian who murdered her son. Her son was a 21-year-old sergeant, and his name was Amit Ben Igal. He died in May when a brick was allegedly thrown at him by a 49-year-old Palestinian from the village of Yabed. The court forbade the IDF from doing a full home demolition as the punishment for the family of the 49-year-old and instead are offering to only seal off one room in his apartment. The man has a wife and eight children that the court said were not involved in the attack. Meanwhile, Ben Egal's family and girlfriend wept and expressed their despair. They say, by showing mercy to this Palestinian family, a similar act could happen again. Egal's mother said in an interview with Channel 12 that, quote, My son was killed today. Amit won't come back. But God forbid the same thing will happen to the next soldiers. This is a tough story, and you can be sure that it is sparking deep controversy among Israeli politicians and leaders who are speaking out with their thoughts and opinions. 
Guys, there are a lot of news stories today, and I usually provide five. Sometimes I do a bonus and I squeeze in a sixth because I just can't stop writing. I'll make the last two stories short and sweet, but before we move on to those, I have a question. What other podcasts and media do you consume? I want to get a sense of what is important to you guys, so send me a message. You can sign up for the Israel Weekly News Wrap using the link in the show notes, or you can find me on social media. I already have one answer this week from Oswego, New York, one of my listeners there. I'll put the details of his answers about what other podcasts he listens to in our weekly newsletter. So sign up for the weekly news wrap and print it out before Shabbat if you observe it so that you can have a hard copy. Also, The Israel Daily News podcast has been approached by Audible, which is the audiobooks, podcast, and all things audio sector of Amazon. I would like to recommend the app to my listeners because it's 100% the future of media. Sign up for the trial using the link Audible Trial, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E, trial, T-R-I-A-L, dot com, backslash, Israel Daily News. The trial is free. Let me know what you choose to listen to, and then let's talk about it on the show. The link is also in the show notes, so you can find it there. I have to hand it to the Tel Aviv municipality. I have been here for about two years, and they really come up with the dopest activities in the city. This was one conjured up with the Tel Aviv Cinematheque. It's a floating cinema. Yes, that's right. There was the drive-in theater here in Tel Aviv, and now you can rent a paddle boat and pedal yourself out onto the High Arcone River where a floating screen will show you a film. How cool is that? You'll need your Tel Aviv resident Digitel card to snag a seat, and there are only 70 boats available. No dates have been announced yet for the start, but it is a great way to socially distance and watch a film. This last story of the day is a true gem. Both black and white diamond gems, to be exact, and it's also white gold. That's according to Isaac Levy, a Jerusalem jeweler who is currently fulfilling the request of making the world's most expensive mask. Yes, a mask, the kind meant to protect against coronavirus. It will cost $1.5 million and will be covered with 18 karat white gold, 3,600 white and black diamonds, and N99 filters. The buyer is reportedly a Chinese businessman living in the United States. Levy said the man asked for the piece to be finished by the end of the year, and his other request was that it be the most expensive mask in the world. This piece is a pound and a half, so I doubt it will be wearable. I think that while this is a good story, it's actually a little controversial when you look at the state of the world right now. Let me know what you think of this. I'm very curious to know what your initial reaction is. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. I just want to say I am so happy to be doing the news today. I live for this. I wake up for this. Thank you for being with me here. 
We've got a low of 25 and a high of 29 degrees Celsius in Tel Aviv. That's 77 degrees Fahrenheit for the low going up to 85 degrees in the central city. Thanks for getting caught up with me. And don't forget, subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Share this podcast and don't forget to send in your answer to this week's question, which is, what other podcasts and media do you consume? I'll send you off into the middle of this work week with Too Much by a New York City-based band called Stitched in Blue. It's an alternative blues rock band. The members describe themselves as caring deeply for social justice Three out of five of the band members say they've made a journey to the Holy Land and loved their time here. Let's listen to their song, Too Much. Have a great and productive day. When you got too much and it's not enough, can you feel it? Can you feel it? When you know it's wrong but you go along, can you feel it? Can you feel it? Now we're moving on And it's way too strong And it's way too 